0: You know, if you get too close to the edge, you will fall off. I mean, that's that's why the government has guards posted near the edge. Or is it just to hide the obvious truth, the big cover-up by those in power? I mean, sweet Jesus, <laughs> we really need to talk about this one. So in this episode of the Bearded Guy podcast, we're going to explore the Flat Earth Conspiracy. Okay, now, any rational person would ask themselves how some have actually come to believe that the Earth as we know it is flat. Now, I've had a lot of fun researching this conspiracy, because the theories and the, and the thought process that, that goes into this, while it's entertaining, is way out of left field, but you know what? It's really well thought out. Now, of course, we have photo and video evidence taken from outside the bubble of the atmosphere, And that most certainly proves that the Earth is round. Now, not only is our planet round, but the surrounding planets in our universe are undoubtedly round as well. Now, we know because we see photos. Or do we see the truth in the pictures presented to us? You know, that's one of the mainstays in the flat Earth debate. Photos cannot be trusted because they're so easily manipulated. But let's just say, for the sake of the argument, That someone was able to nudge you just enough and put enough doubt in your mind about something you've known without question since really your early childhood. Would you go all in or would you take a more metered and cautious look at the evidence presented to you? Now, if you're like me, you need the evidence. And without it, I'm a hard sell even on my best day. Now, since early history, there have always been nagging questions and arguments about this very topic with both camps claiming theirs is the proper and right view. And with any debate, there is one constant for both sides of the story. One narrative is right, and the other is obviously wrong. I mean, right? But arguments and debates are really not enough to settle an issue like this, or any other disagreement for that matter. What you need is proof, undeniable proof. So how do you prove the earth is flat? Well, it's simple. Find the right experiment that justifies your belief and then use it to validate your claim. Now, through the years, the general consensus among most all flat earthers is that there actually is one such experiment. Now, this experiment provided the proof needed to settle this debate and prove their belief that the Earth is flat. Now, the experiment to end this debate was the Bedford-level experiment, and it was conducted in the 1800s by then-president of the Flat Earth Society, Samuel Rowbotham. And the experiment in and of itself didn't require any elaborate gizmos or any special equipment. Now, to conduct the test, Rodebotham used a few everyday objects, a boat, a telescope, water, and the circumference of the Earth. Now, the calculations for the test were based on the circumference of the Earth, which is 24,901 miles. Now, it seems to me that this is the first contradiction in the theory of flat Earth thinking. If the Earth is indeed flat there would be no need for a circumference measurement to make the test work. To conduct this test, Robotham chose the Old Bedford River. Now, this was a man-made diversion river located in Cambridgeshire, England, and it was constructed to divert water away from another natural river in the event of flooding. And on this six-mile stretch of man-made canal, Robotham stood in the water and suspended the telescope eight inches above the waterline. Now, with the telescope facing towards the end of the six-mile stretch of water, Robotham then sent a small rowboat with a flag affixed to the boat three feet above the waterline in the canal. Now, according to theory, if the Earth is indeed round, the water would follow the curve of the Earth, thereby causing the boat to disappear in the horizon. Now, his calculations showed that because of the circumference of the Earth, It would place the mast of the boat somewhere about 11 feet below the sight line, or as actually seen from the telescope. In other words, the boat would be completely out of sight if, of course, the Earth is actually globe shaped by the time it got to the end of six miles. Now, of course, Robotham performed this experiment numerous times, and in the end, he claimed victory in his belief of a flat Earth because the boat, as he states, was never out of his sight for the full six miles thereby proving the Earth is definitely flat. Except, his experiment was flawed because of one overlooked detail, and this detail was atmospheric refraction. In simple terms, atmospheric refraction is the deviation of light waves from a straight line as it passes through the atmosphere. Now, this naturally occurring deviation is caused by varying densities of air that the light has to actually pass through. And this is important because this natural phenomenon can cause mirages and in some case make objects appear higher or lower to the human eye in the distance. And what Robotham was actually seeing was terrestrial refraction causing the boat in the distance of the canal to appear higher than it actually was. And because of this, he was seeing a mirage of the boat in the distance. Now, even though the results of his experiment have been disproven time and time again, This has become one of the nails that most, if not all, flat earthers hang their hat on. But you know, disproving this experiment was not enough to quiet the flat earth believers. Not only that, but the number of people who subscribe to this theory grow in numbers each and every year. Now, most believers think that the experiment was never disproven and refuse to see the facts that science has provided to actually convince anyone with questioning doubt that the earth is not flat and disc-shaped. Now, Robotham's experiment was, of course, the one that everybody starts their argument for a flat Earth on. But there's a lot of other things that they do believe that go into this theory. One is that photographs from space showing the Earth are not real. They're just manipulated photos. There is no round Earth. We can't get to the edge of the Earth because the edge is surrounded by ice walls, which would mean, in practical logic, that the Antarctic is the barrier that surrounds the disk. They also believe believe that what goes beyond the edge of the Earth disk appears instantly on the other side of the Earth. Now, this theory has been around for a long time in flat Earth circles. And the theory is simply this, that the Earth, in essence, like the game of Pac-Man, has portals. And once you go beyond the edge, you pass through a portal and appear on the other side of the disk. Now, to me, this is one way of getting around the problem of air travel. You know, the previous stated ice walls would not be a physical barrier to an airplane. And so the airplane has to have a way to pass from one side to the other. There's also a theory about airplanes that they just fly in circles and that GPS has been manipulated to trick us into thinking we're flying in a straight line. Another one is that the earth, if the earth was actually round, people would fall off the face of the globe. That would be the people in the southern hemisphere of the earth. But what this doesn't take into account is the fact that gravity is generated by the mass of an object. And due to the sheer mass of the earth, it creates a pulling effect towards its core. And that's what gives us our weight. Now, if you take the, the weight of our bodies, combine that with the gravitational pull of the earth due to its mass, it's pulling us into the earth, into towards the core. So gravity is a pull, not a push. Another one is that the sun and moon rotate around the north pole, much the same as the hands of an analog watch rotating around the center point of a watch. Now, I'm not sure how you would square this one logically, because there are a lot more questions that have to be elaborated on and answered to actually justify this position. First, I have to ask, what is used to suspend the lights used to represent the sun and the moon? So if the sun and moon are actually spinning on a center axis, on a on a point in the center of the earth, how do we explain away the rising and setting of the sun? Now, they, they say this is easy. This is how we do it. It's called a perspective effect. In drawings, you can see this in drawings. They use this by basically creating a single vanishing point on a horizontal plane. And they say this is the exact effect that you're seeing as the sun and or the moon actually spin out of your distance of sight. So as you can see, th- there's a lot of contradictions that come into these explanations, and they have to create new and even bigger problem-solving explanations to the explanation they just gave. My question on the north, nor- the north pole being the center point that the, the sun and moon lights actually rotate around is to admit that there is a north pole. It means admitting that there is a southern pole and that we are on an axis because you can't have one without the other. Now, the next one in the list is they believe that there is no gravity. Gravity is not real, and it's not real because of this fact, according to Flat Earthers, that the Earth disk is constantly accelerating upward at 32 feet per second. Thereby, it proves gravity is fake. It proves it because of the constant upward moving movement of the earth disk, and they say that is what keeps us grounded. So in essence, we're being held to the surface of the earth as it travels upward. Another one is the earth is one half, really. If you, you have to picture it like this. One half of a giant snow globe. Think of a terrarium, or actually think of a fishbowl. If there's a dome over the Earth, it creates even more problems that have to be resolved. There's the problem of air travel, air pollution, temperature and seasonal changes. And some think that this dome over the Earth actually has a dual purpose. It acts as a giant projection screen. That's right. The stars and constellations in the heavens are nothing more than the projections on this giant screen. Now, this also justifies that... Their view and their belief that the solar and lunar eclipses are actually two-dimensional projections and not an actual event. Now, the last one on the list is that NASA has been actively suppressing the truth about the fact that the Earth is flat, even going so far as keeping armed guards along the edge of the ice walls to keep our questioning eyes from seeing the truth. Now, of course, these are just a few of the claims put forth by flat earthers. And one of the surprising things that I discovered when researching this topic is that there is actually a great deal of debate and even disagreement about what qualifies as true flat earth fact among the flat earth believers. You know, people go as far as picking sides within the movement and spend time finger pointing at each other about how their knowledge is the better knowledge. So in all honesty, I believe that most flat earth claims rely heavily on something called circular reasoning. Now, circular reasoning in and of itself is a logical fallacy, and it it is a logical fallacy because you begin where you are trying to end. In other words, instead of starting at the question, you start at the expected result or what you believe to be true, and then you work your way back to the question. Now, there may be some shred of evidence of suspected truth in your journey backwards, but really it's not enough to justify the end that you're trying to get to, or where you already are. Now, this allows for taking facts out of context and even altering or fabricating bits and pieces that fit into your expected outcome. So let me give you an example of this. See, I actually believe in UFOs and alien life somewhere out there in our vast galaxy. So to prove this out, I can do one of two things. First, I can have my initial question. Is there alien life in our galaxy? Now, this is going to lead me to research the question, explore the information available, and actually collect as much supporting evidence as I possibly can. And after all of the research is completed, I then revisit and verify if it bears the burden of my question, and then prove out my theory. Or, I can start at what I expect the answer to be, a definitive yes for the case of aliens and UFOs. And from there, I would work my way back to the question by picking and choosing the evidence and research that one, not only supports my already established outcome, but two, my question as well. So if someone were to ask me, do I believe in a flat earth? From a purely logical perspective, you know, this belief in flat earth is riddled with too many issues to give it legs to actually stand on under its own weight. And most of these experiments used to prove that the earth is flat are actually performed by untrained scientists and usually provide results that are highly unfavorable to the cause for a flat Earth. And because of this, the experiments have to be performed over and over, really until a fluke happens. And when this fluke or this flaw in the experiment happens, it's usually taken and ran with, and then it becomes an undeniable truth that proves the Earth is flat. So in the end, I have to give this conspiracy a 1, really just... Believability rating? I don't think it's there. I mean, but for me personally, there's just too many holes and too many contradictions that actually hurt its credibility. I mean, it's an entertaining idea, though, and the amount of time and energy that actually goes into justifying this theory is really admirable. And for those that do believe in a flat Earth, more power to you. I mean, it's better to stand on what you believe and not just follow the masses. You know, and at some point, I hope I get the opportunity to interview someone who believes in a flat earth, to really take a deeper look into this, and to see what got them into flat earth belief, and what motivates them to continue in the pursuit of proving that the earth is flat. Well, flat earth conspiracy. Do you believe the earth's flat, or do you believe it's globe-shaped? I mean, there's, there's really a growing amount of people who actually believe the earth is flat. And it's really just based on flawed science or the lack of science. (laughs) To me personally, that is. Again, I don't know what you believe on this topic. I don't know what you think about this topic, but whatever that is, it's truth to you. And if it's truth to you, you've obviously done your research and you believe it to be. So again, more power to those that do believe it. But for me, I'll go on continuing that the earth is a globe and that we're spinning in space However far this universe expands and wherever we end up in this wild and crazy universe, that's where we'll be. So to me, again, the earth is round and it will always be round. And I don't think anybody could ever change my thinking on that. But I do appreciate you joining me today for this episode about Flat Earth, and I hope you join us for future and upcoming episodes. And for you, my listening audience, who take the time out of your day to, to give these podcast episodes a listen, thank you so much. I do appreciate it. I, I really appreciate it. I would love to hear from you sometime. So why don't you drop me a line at beardedguypodcast at gmail.com? That's beardedguypodcast at gmail.com. Tell me what you think about this episode, and, and tell me what you think about the podcast in general. Again, I'd love to hear from you, the listening audience. But I do hope that you have a great day today. I hope you have a better day tomorrow and a wonderful week ahead of you. And until next time.